This show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter who the host is. Today is Tuesday, April the 28th of 2020. And only, only, only 119 days remaining before it's all over with. So how are you doing today? Anyways, we're coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. You can listen to us currently right now on safety.fm, safetyfm.live, safetyfm.com, or you can be viewing us on the streamer. Hello, hello, streamer, at safetyfm.tv. Of course, chat boxes will be available for you, so if you want to do that, you're more than welcome on jumping on and doing the different things there that you can do inside of a chat box. So how has the last 23 hours and change been for you? Because it's been about that long since we last connected. Unless you hung out this morning and you were taking a listen to the Jay Allen show. And that was, of course, coming to you exclusively on Safety FM. Also, it was available via podcast. We spoke with Kevin Lobato, CEO of Dorn. That was pretty interesting stuff. So I have to tell you some pretty interesting times over the last 23 hours for me. Some people have contacted me about some challenges that I have presented (laughs) over the last week or so some fears came up during the conversation which that's always fun because you know you want to talk about those things and then of course because you know that's how the world goes some discussions behind the scenes of what they are and are not willing to do but i don't know how far we want to go in that conversation because of course you know we want to keep you we want to keep you here taking a listen And some people always ask, well, Jay, you're not selling anything. You're not trying to sell some kind of ad. So why are you trying to tag us along? Because I want us to have a conversation together. I want you and I to spend some quality time together. You know, we were doing that before. But now I really want you to do that with me. I get so lonely from time to time. Anyways, let me not give you some of my bullshit right away. And let's get you started with feature story news. Because I think that's going to be important. On what's going on in the world right now. So let's get that started. Bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. China has fired back angrily at claims by President Trump that the country may need to pay reparations for the economic damage caused to the United States by coronavirus. The foreign ministry in Beijing said U.S. politicians are lying repeatedly and ignoring facts about the coronavirus pandemic. The criticism was also sparked by a leaked memo to Republican Party 
candidates in this year's congressional elections in the U.S., advising them to go after China on the campaign trail. From FSN's Beijing bureau, here's Patrick Fock. It comes just a day after President Donald Trump said that China uh, could have stopped the virus and prevented it from spreading around the world and also said that he would hold Beijing accountable for the outbreak. Uh, this leaked Republican Party memo has become uh, slightly problematic, though, calling on election candidates to address the crisis by attacking China aggressively because it seems to indicate that there is a strategy, an election strategy, among a Republican Party members, and that's part of the reason why China said that the document showed it was the Americans who were spreading disinformation about the pandemic. Meanwhile, China is calling India's decision to stop using Chinese COVID-19 testing kits irresponsible. India decided to return the kits, citing poor accuracy and quality. A senior doctor fighting COVID-19 in New York City has taken her own life. The father of Dr Lorna Breen says his daughter tried to do her job and it killed her. From FSN's New York bureau, William Denzelow reports. Dr Breen's father said his daughter had no history of mental illness, but said she seemed detached the last time they spoke and sensed something was wrong. Dr Lorna Breen was the medical director of the emergency department at New York Presbyterian Allen Hospital. In a statement, they called her a hero who brought the highest ideals of medicine to the challenging front lines. Russia's foreign minister has told China, India, Brazil and South Africa that they should together become a model of cooperation in the fight against COVID-19. The so-called BRICS countries have been holding a special meeting as Dan Ashby reports from Moscow. Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said that BRICS cooperation was vital in defending a multipolar world and international law. That's effectively code for saying they won't be bullied by the US. But that may raise eyebrows in the West, given accusations that Russia has spread COVID misinformation. The head of the Tokyo Olympics says the Games will not be postponed for a second time. The 2020 Games are now due to begin on July the 23rd, 2021. And the top official running them says if there are still substantial public health threats then, the Games will be scrapped rather than pushed back again. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, you know how it goes. We have the talk here and that's exactly what happens from time to time. So... I'm, I know we talk about the news, we jump in, we go into information right away. I will tell you, we're going to start off right out of the bat here. I want to make reference real quick to the story of where the doctor had committed suicide. And I know that a lot of times it's fun and games and we have some discussions here about some stuff and we kind of cover some different information But we need to really have that conversation. And I know we've been talking about it quite a bit more and more as of late. But if you are having some suicidal thoughts or suffering from depression right now, and you are running into this, please, 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 please call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. That is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. 
They're available there to speak with you. You can also go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Once again, their chat box is down, so it is not working. If you cannot remember the number, it's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. I'm telling you, this stuff is having some serious effects on people. This COVID-19, coronavirus, I mean, besides people getting sick, you know, losing loved ones, some things going on also related to people losing work. This is something serious that's affecting, of course, as we already know, the world. But also, we're not a lot of people addressing mental health at the moment. I know that there has been some episodes on Safety FM where I think Safety Justice League were the last ones to actually have somebody on and speak about suicide prevention. They had a guest come on. I believe the name was Frank, but I'm going to butcher it because I always butcher names. That's terrible at that. Um, but I really want you to think about this. I mean, I really want you to take a look at some of these options that are available. You have that one. There's also this other great organization that's called to write love on her arms. And that can be found at T W L O H a that's T W L O H a that's abbreviation for every single word there. It's to write love on her arms. You can go to that website and they have stuff there. They can help you in your local area. They can help you with tools to find help if you're looking to do so. So I want to make sure that I bring that across right away because I know that we joke around and we horseplay and we say some shit about things that we don't like and we might disagree with, but there's some serious conversations that have to be had from time to time. And the, the suicide prevention and depression thing is crucial. It's something that needs to be addressed. The mental health aspect of all of this is going to be very important conversation, not just now, but ongoing. So take that for a moment. Um, and let's kind of reconfigure here and come back. Listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So let's get it rolling and bowling and talk about some of the stuff that you care about in regards to the news. So let's get that transition going. If you want to hang out and come and do some chatting, of course, you can do it at the different streamers that we have available. And if you're not sure where to go, you can go to safetyfm.tv. We do have a chat box listed right there for you, for you to actually type away, ask questions, do whatever the hell you want to do inside of there. Of course, that's always an option. Um, and we normally will get the information on the screen from time to time, and sometimes we'll actually even uh, pay attention to it. But it's not always, you know, the case that we do here. But that's also something that's available for you. Anyways, let's talk from the top here. I know last week was some kind of fun and games that we actually did some different things, some different information. We actually um, talked about the president and talked about some of the stuff that he was referencing in regards of doing some disinfectants. So let's talk about that for a moment. Over the weekend, President Trump was dragged over the coals for suggesting any internal treatment of UV treatments 
that could be effective in treating COVID-19 in human patients. Now, let's go through this very, very slowly, okay? But last week, a medical team at Cedars-Sinai Hospital in Los Angeles announced the development of Light Platform. Now, I want to cover this very slowly because this is some information you're able to find. A technology that uses ultraviolet light to eradicate a wide range of viruses and bacteria that allegedly include the coronavirus. The release dated on April the 20th, well before the president first suggested the using of UV light as an internal cleaning mechanism, suggests that the data have been based on discussions with the FDA for near-term path to enable human use for the potential treatment of the coronavirus in intubated patients in this intensive care unit, so ICU, just in case. Further, it shows that our team has shown administering a specific spectrum of UBA light can eradicate viruses in infected human cells, including coronavirus and bacteria in area while preserving healthy cells. Now, this is information that is coming directly from Cedar sinai Hospital in Los Angeles. I don't sit here and defend anyone. I am telling you the information that was there, the information that you can find if you do your own research online. So this is a possibility for you to jump in there and take a look. I'm not saying, you know, the disinfectant piece made sense. But the UV light thing was pretty interesting because, of course, some people jumped on it right away and said, does he want people to self-tan? And I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm not saying he was right. I'm not saying he was wrong. I'm just giving you the information. Now, keep in mind that that was the 20th. And now, of course, people are saying, well, that was way before, you know, anything. I don't know if way before is really something that I would go with, with it being dated the 20th. But that's just my thought. Anyways, let's continue. Brazilian President Jar Bolsonaro, I believe it is, is is doubling down on his disbelief that his country requires extreme measures to be taken to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Well, good for him. Good for him if he thinks that. Medical experts fears that the country could turn into another hotspot with about 211 million people in total and, of course, mounting deaths because of them being so big. Meanwhile, New Zealand has declared a public health crisis more or less over. But the country had some of the most aggressive preemptive shutdown protocols. Citizens were only allowed outside for an hour a day, either for exercise or to get essential items. All all other stores were closed, even pharmacies, where workers would bring requests to customers waiting outside, starting today that the country will allow some of the non-essential businesses to resume operation. Now, I was speaking with a friend of mine from New Zealand last week, end of last week, to be quite honest with you. And he was telling me that they were on a level four shutdown and that this week they would be turning it into a level three shutdown. He also did reference that... With this, they're going to make something called the bubble. And what does the bubble consist of? They were only going to allow people to go from one section to another section, meaning New Zealand to Australia. And they were not going to allow anyone outside of the country to come in. Those two areas, better saying, I should probably word it that way. So as you take a look at it, it goes, it's pretty interesting. So that means that no foreigners, we'll say in this case, will be allowed into the country. 
but they took some of the most restrictive measures that were available at the time. And they seem to have some much success. So do you think that that's something that other countries should take a look at? Or is it something that we disregard because of their size? Now, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of love for New Zealand in Australia because a lot of our listeners, of course, come from there. Don't get me wrong. I got a lot of love for a lot of countries here. But a lot of our listeners are from the U.S. and from Australia and New Zealand. Don't know how it works out that way. It just does. And I'm perfectly fine with that. But what do you think would be the best recommendation for the U.S.? Now, this is asking you as a safety professional. I'm not asking you as a subject matter expert because a lot of us don't know a lot about COVID-19, the coronavirus, even though a lot of us want to pretend that we do. I'll tell you that I have actually interacted with more subject matter experts about COVID-19 or the coronavirus over the last few weeks. But... They're self-taught is the way that it actually at least comes across. And, you know, take that for whatever it's worth. But there's a lot of conversations that still need to be had. Now, are you in an area where they're talking about opening the country back up? Now, I will tell you, I was speaking with a gentleman this morning out of Texas, and he was telling me that come Friday, restaurants and the movie theater. Yeah, you heard me there correctly. The movie theater will be available to go to now i don't know me personally if i would take a risk at the moment to go to the movies anything outside of possibly maybe a drive-in theater but i take a look at it and i go how is that going to work now i will tell you this week in georgia as crazy as some of the things we're getting on the news they were showing that people are still not really going to restaurants they were still just doing the essential pickups This morning, I had to step out, and when I did, I was driving by a shopping center because I had to go to a doctor's office. Now, I'm okay, just in case if you were wondering, but I had to go to a doctor's office, and as I was doing that, I saw that Best Buy, yeah, we're going brand specific here, Best Buy was going to be opening at 10 o'clock Eastern time, and you could park in your car. They would come to you. You would tell them what you're looking for. They would run into the store, get it, and I, somehow I'm assuming they charge you for it. Now, of course, I was I was there in the area before 10 o'clock. But I thought it was pretty interesting on how some of these things are being adjusted. Now, they were only showing that they were open between 10 and 6. And don't get me wrong. I have love for Best Buy. I served, per, I, I served my time there good five years when I was much younger, still in college. Loved the place. It was great. Moved a lot too. Once, um, when it was all said and done, that's the that's how I ended up getting to Florida. Believe it or not, but that's a whole other story for another show. But think about that for a moment. People are adjusting. People are changing the way that they're doing business. So, how do you look at it? How do you look at these different scenarios on what different places are doing? So. Where did the recommendation from the quarantine come from? That was a question that came in the chat box. They want to know if it was the who or not the band. And if not, where did it come from? It's a good question to ask, of course. Do you have the answer to it? Think about it for a moment. 
Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves, only on Safety FM. Anyways, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced that 25% of New York City residents in recent sample tested for COVID-19 antibodies, meaning that they've already carried the disease and could have, you know, the immunity to the whole thing. Cuomo also added that he's not that that he is better saying optimistic to the regulation will ease when his pause regulation expires on May the 15th. But the state will be smart about what happens. Meanwhile, a study of closed populations show how overwhelming carriers of COVID-19 are asthmatic. Oh, yeah. A study, a study of inmates of four state prisons in Arkansas, North Carolina, Ohio, Virginia, show that 96% of the 3,277 positive tests were the same. And another in prisons in North Carolina, about 723 prisoners were tested last week and 98% were positive cases. This is according to Reuters reports. So I don't know. I keep on hearing so many mixed things here. And this is what you're doing because you're really hearing mixed. Some people say that it's good to have this closed down in the way that we do from the extent of actually lowering the curve. I've also heard that it's not a good thing to do it in this fashion because when everything opens back up, there's going to be a small clusterfuck. Yeah, you heard me correctly there of all this of all this going on and that the people could actually spread the disease quicker. I don't know. Then, of course, a couple weeks ago, we had Dr. Oz, if you want to call him a doctor. He's not an MD. Says that it's okay to open schools back up. There'll be a place of for them to be safe. And it's okay if we lose 2 to 3% of children. Yeah, 2 to 3% of children. Don't know what the hell that guy was thinking. So let's think about that for a couple moments. Don't know how that's going to go. So going down the path here, the Dow ticked down or ticked up, better saying, about 340 points on Monday. That's adding about 1.51%. The increase comes as local and state economies of selectively ease, oh yeah, ease, a safe, the safe stay-at-home restrictions that were in place across the country. So what are you thinking? Does this make sense to move forward with? Do you want to see this jump back in now if they were to open everything back up tomorrow how soon were you going to go back into these things i don't know i keep on having that question to myself and as i have told you before and i will tell you again this lifestyle known as quarantine is not much different than the lifestyle that i currently live and i have lived for a long period of time i don't go out much unless i'm doing a speaking engagement or i'm actually at a client or I go to the studio. That's pretty much the only times that I go out. And these are the things that we do. And of course, you know, don't get me wrong. When I go to do a speaking engagement, it's, I had to travel there, travel back the whole nine yards, but I don't go out. I mean, I don't, I can't say, Hey, I, I went to Disney last weekend, blah, blah, blah. If I have to say, when was the last time I went to Disney world for an example, I think it's been like five or six years. I can't even remember how long ago it's been. That's the crazy part. That's the crazy part about the whole thing. So let's continue. 
Statistically speaking, men are more likely to be hospitalized over COVID-19 than women. So in two small trials in New York and Los Angeles, physicians are treating male patients with female sex hormones. Pregnant pause for that one there, just in case. Duh. In New York, the patients will receive estrogen, and in L.A., they'll get another version of progesterone, of estrogen, excuse me, which docs say will help boost your immune systems. One participating physician said that 75% of Los Angeles Cedars-Sinai Hospital ventilators patients are male. How do you feel about that? What if you found out, you know, you're going through this and all of a sudden you got popped with or pumped because you're not getting popped with a whole bunch of estrogen. Now, it could save your life based on what this is saying. But what do you think? Is it worth the while? Or is it just something that you're not willing to take the risk of? Now, I have bodybuilder friends. (laughs) Yeah, I said I have bodybuilder friends. Let's not get confused here. That they are, you know, anti-estrogen anything into their body. Let's let, let me get that straight too, because that could be a little confusing. Um, so I don't know. I look at it and I go, it could be pretty interesting on how that would work for some. How exactly would it work for you? We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. So I don't know if you have heard or have not heard, Facebook isn't hurting in the time of the coronavirus. Yeah, that's correct. It is not hurting. The social media giant has announced plans to recruit 10,000 employees this year. They're looking for high-skilled talent pool. This is according to the Hour Reports. So... More and more people, as you are aware, are coming to Facebook at this particular time because of everything that's going on, because this is one of their aspects of social media. Now, I will tell you that a lot of people always say, well, Facebook is for old people. Well, Facebook could be for old people, but apparently there's a lot of people there. I mean, if they're continuing to hire and they're looking to hire 10,000 people, um, something would tell me that something's going right. 10,000 people there. It's a lot of people. So I don't know if you're currently having to look for a job. I don't know what your circumstance is, but it's something to think about if you're in the area of what they're looking for. It's always interesting to see the different aspects that different people can do, even if it's a a work from home scenario. Listening to something magical. (laughs) You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Now, this story had made it through the news. Don't know if you've seen this one, but I was pretty shocked by it. So let's go through it. The Among the winners of the Paytex Protection Program, did you hear who else got it? The NBA's LA Lakers. Yeah, you heard me correctly. The NBA team got $4.6 million in government-backed bailout fund, but they told ESPN on Monday that they are under public pe- after public pressure for large organizations to return such funds. They did give the cash back. The LA Lakers qualified for the PPP. There are approximately 300 staff. For the Lakers, putting them under the 500 employee threshold, 
to qualify for the loan. Now, don't get me wrong. You can love basketball. You can love whatever sports team you want. But do you think that that's correct? That someone such as the L.A. Lakers should be able to qualify for that loan? Now, this is just an opinion question. Or do you think that what they did is wrong? I mean, if the guidelines say that they could qualify based on what they're saying now, we won't even talk about all the shitty scenarios about people complaining about how the bank set everything up and how things were done and how they prefer, you know, did the preferred list of whoever the hell they wanted. What do you think? Do you think that that should have been part of the organizations that should have fallen in regards of actually being able to get the loan? Or should we go back to Joe's repair shop for the shoes down the road? Should they have qualified? Should they have been first? Now, it's such a hard, you know, such a hard pill to swallow. Because you can say so many different things and think so many different things about it. But who's in the right here? That's something you have to think about. Because is it the small business or is it the large business? Who knows? Duh. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue. For those who have not gotten their $1,200 Megabucks in the stimulus payment, Megabucks is what they're referring to, this $1,200 check. Now, I had not heard that until a recent, but Megabucks, Megabucks, the stimulus payment. The IRS has made it easier to check your payment status. The Federal Money Agency said Monday that they have upgraded their online web app. Previously, those checking their status got a vague message about whether or not they were eligible for the funds. Now you can get more concrete information about the payment status and more easily enter direct deposit information if it's not on file. So that's something to think about if you haven't, you know, if you haven't received your MAGA stimulus package. But what do you think there? Do you like the name of it? Some people didn't. Some people did. Some people were like, huh, what the hell's going on? I was, I was interacting with some people here. We were having a discussion about the unemployment stuff that's going on in this lovely state. And just taking a look and, you know, going back and forth and interacting a little bit here. It was interesting to see how messed up some of the unemployment process is. And this state is known as one of the actual worst ones. This meaning the state of Florida. And of course, what do people do when things go not the way that they want? Somebody's now wanting to sue the government. They want to do a class action lawsuit for this. You know, don't get me wrong. I understand times are tough, but is this the best idea at this particular moment? I mean, isn't there a better way to do some of these resources? And I don't get me wrong. I know people need money now. I'm not downplaying that by any means. It's not even a play. It's really a conversation, but isn't there something better to do to try to see if we can get something, some of these funds out there quicker? I mean, I have friends throughout different states and they tell me some crazy things for the ones that have to apply for unemployment. And I just don't know how to look at it because what this has shown us to some extent is that some of our systems are broken down. And that's not a political statement. That is just a statement. Some of the ways that things were processed, we were, we did not have enough infrastructure built to be able to support a catastrophic event of this magnitude. 
We might have been able to handle the trickles, put the safeguards in place for some other stuff, but not for something catastrophic to this. And now, keep in mind, this is unprecedented. This is not yeah. something that anybody could have expected to ever occur. I mean, I guess you could have expected it, but I don't know if anybody would have expected it to this magnitude. I don't think anybody could have said, hey, 1918 Spanish flu is probably going to be something similar that's going to happen in your lifetime. Now, of course, we can bust out with the Bill Gates of the world and some other people that have said some similarities back in the time. And then you'll go down that whole damn rabbit hole of people like, well, take a look at the vaccine that Bill Gates is doing. And look into all that information first before you start talking about it on the air. And, the, you know, that's something that you have to think about as we do that. Anyways, let's continue. The International Business Times has alternate theory about what may have happened to North Korea's Kim Jong-un Jr. One former North Korean state official says that Jr. might have been injured during an April 14th missile test gone wrong. The source says that the footage of the missile test has not yet been released, leading him to believe that something went wrong and co- coinciding with the timing of Junior's disappearance just one day before the big April the 15th holiday. Meanwhile, yesterday, coronavirus briefing President Trump indicated that he has a good idea of what's really happening, but can't say anything about it. And it added that Junior... Juniors expected what I expected had a war with the U.S. had Hillary Clinton become the president of the United States. So I don't know. Something to think about. Definitely something to think about as we move forward. So I don't know. Is that South Korea news story important to you? Is it something that you take a look at and go, it does bring value to the conversation or it doesn't? I don't know. I just asked the question, and I just need you to let me know what you think. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So marine biologists are scrambling to study the effects of the quieter ocean has on animals like humpback whales. For a short period allowing 9-11 that saw the reduced air and shipment traffic, Reports among the increase in whale calls. The current shutdown is more profound and sustained, especially with the virtual halt of all international cruise ship travels. And researchers are eager to see the underwater life response. This is according to the Guardian reports. Now, I'm not big into the underwater scene, just in case. Just want to bring that up. We normally talk a lot about space here. But it's something to think about. Because it's something that's pretty interesting if you're seeing this kind of difference in the calling as we move forward there anyways let's talk about some other information we constantly talk about different things so let's talk about this porn star and adult entertainer are finding the entrepreneurial streak yeah you heard me correct Melrose michaels tells the new york daily news that she has about a 15 dollars a month subscription plan but is reducing it to nine dollars a month to retain those financially hit by the shutdown she is also has a discount in place for her 29.99 a month snapchat premium plan And while the Free Speech Coalition, which lobbies for adult performance, says that the porn traffic is up 20% since the shutdown has started, that doesn't mean that home performers are having a windfall. So we talk about this, and I told you a few few weeks ago that the porn industry, that they're up by 50% in some areas, at least the sex toys 
were up by 50%. But now we're seeing some other things too as we move forward. But as we continue to talk here, let's talk about the main news story. And that's what we're going to go to next. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So, 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 so. I don't know if you saw this, but Navy's UFO video released by the Pentagon. And we talk about space all the time and we joke around and we do some things. But did you hear about this one? The Pentagon has officially released three United States naval UFO videos. The three unclassified videos were originally posted by former former Blink-182 member and his To The Stars Academy. The video has been studied to death for quite some time. The UFO enthusiasts from all over the world, but this is the first time that it has been officially released by the United States government, which is also a huge step forward. The video in questions are named Fleur.mp4, GoFast.wmv, and Gimmel.wmv. Now, if you do get a chance, these videos are available online. So the Navy was able to release the UFO videos through their Freedom of Information Act page. The first started circulating back in roughly about 2017 and 2018 by the Two Star Academy and the New York Times. But those, t- but at those times, they were unauthorized to have been shared. The Times article are focused on the Pentagon Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which was run by Louis Elizonado, Elizonado, let's try that again. Elizonado now works for Tom DeLong to the Stars Academy. And one of the videos is from 2004, while the other one is roughly, uh, we're, we're assuming that it's about 2015. Now, of course, I'm not saying, you know, one way, shape, or form, but I will tell you that if you do get a chance, probably jump out there and take a look at these videos because these freaking things. They get onto the radar scene. One of the videos, the guy locks the thing into the radar and it moves so quick that it gets out. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to have Independence Day come up. And I'm talking about the movie here, not July the 4th. Coming soon to a theater near you. But I want you to take a look at it and think about that for a moment. So if these videos are so old, why are we getting the information now? And I'm just saying, think about it. I'm not saying anything else. And they're UFOs. I am not saying they are aliens. Unidentified flying object. UFOs. So what are you thinking here? Especially with a release from the Pentagon. And if there was three videos that were released, how many more of these things are there? And of course, this can continue. This can go down a whole conspiracy thing, um, angle, conspiracy theory angle, and that's not what I want to do. So let's make yeah. sure that we understand that very quickly here. But I think it's very, 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 very weird timing about what's going on, and this coming up at the same time too. And I will tell you, if you decide to go looking down this rabbit hole, you are going to take. A deep dive, and I mean deep dive, all together and looking into this. Because there is so much information about what's going on and what they have been hiding and all this other nonsense Duh. that it could drive you a little bit loony. 
there's a whole dark side of the moon theory. There is the rings of Saturn. I mean, there is so much stuff that just to get to this little tidbit of the news story, I had to go down a pretty big rabbit hole to find this. Now, I did debate about showing the video, but I didn't think that it would be fair to the radio listeners or the podcast listeners. Now, if you are on the video stream, that is available online based on the videos that I told you the name to. But here's the problem. If you decide to look at these things, there is no sound, at least on the video clips that I found. There's only sound like some music. I mean, nothing that would let a radio listener enjoy it from that particular perspective. So what is your thought process here? So I look at it and go, hmm, what do you think? Do you think that it's worth its while? Do you think it's something you should look into? Or is this just a conversation to have a conversation on a talk show? Think about it. Think about that for a few moments as we move forward. For sure. Safety show. Sarcastic? Never. Anyways, no winner for Friday night's Mega Million drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $186 million jackpot or $151 million cash payout. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing either. Wednesday's night drawing will be for $43 million jackpot or a $35.3 million cash payout. So, good luck to you if you're into that kind of thing. That also always kind of plays a factor. Yesterday, 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 we talked about Christine Cavallari. Kristen Cavallari and her husband, Jay Cutler. Now, it seems to be more than leads the eye. Because now, according to papers filed, inappropriate martial, uh, marital conduct is what Kristen Cavallari is saying the reason for the divorce. If you want more information, feel free on looking at that at TMZ. This one I want to bring up. It's about Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal opened up his giant pockets for family in Louisiana. The NBA champion paid for some of the funeral expenses for an 11-year-old who was killed in a car accident on April the 10th. And another child were... So the person that passed away and another child were riding in the backseat of the vehicle when it crashed into a ditch and stuck into a tree, killing them both. While the other child's family had insurance to cover the cost of the funeral, Keshawn, Keyshawn did not which was resulted in loved ones creating a GoFundMe account. According to O'Neill's friend, retired Louisiana police chief Phil Conrad, the former Laker learned about the tragic accident on the local news. The former police chief said O'Neill contacted him and wanted to know what needed to be done. Conrad told him that the family was still short money to cover the expenses, which O'Neill stopped what he was doing and sent the money immediately. It's good to see when people are able to help other people. It doesn't always have to be only financial, but it's great to see that they're willing to do so and help out. So it's great information to see that. I mean, it's terrible of the passing the way, but great information to see what's going on with O'Neill helping out.
the loss of a loved one's never a good thing, regardless of however you look at it. Not much more to say there. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. So let's take it right real quick. Let's talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today. Today is National Blueberry Pie Day. Also, National Braveheart Day. National Great Poetry Reading Day. National Superhero Day. And of course, Workers Memorial Day. All can be celebrated on today if you desire to do so. So that's entirely up to you, of course. Leave it to you that way. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, talk about it, talk about it one more time. As mentioned towards the beginning of the show, we'll mention it once again. If you are having some struggles with suicide thoughts, suicidal thoughts, depression, feel free on calling 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255 or 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Or you can also go to their website, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Or you can go to my friends here in good old Melbourne, Florida, and that's to write love on her arms.com. That is T-W-L-O-H-A.com. That's T-W-L-O-H-A.com. So before I forget, we've been talking about it during the week, and we also talked about it on the different shows. We're going to continue to mention this real quick. Starting Friday. May the 1st, if you're listening to us currently on Spreaker, we will no longer be on that platform. We will be exclusively on safetyfm.com. So that will be the only way to stream us directly. We still have a lot of love for the friends of ours there at Spreaker. But like I said yesterday, there's been some redundancies there. So if you are listening to the Spreaker platform, please come to safetyfm.live to take a listen to us. Or you can download one of our apps which would be available at the iOS store under Safety FM or the Android store, or you can also find us as an Alexa skill. And then, of course, we'll still have the podcast, the different aspects of the podcast. Some of our podcasters are leaving. I think there's two for sure as we speak right now. But we still ha- will be putting out podcasts left and right. I think there's a total of 15, so two are, will be gone. Best of luck of them in their future endeavors. They have opted to do some other things. And, you know, that's just kind of the things that happen inside of the podcast world. So still love them. Hate to see them go, but things happen. So that's just the way that it goes from time to time. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, and bye. Duh. By the way, don't forget, you can always come and hang out with us. If you don't know where to go and you want to see part of the stream, Go to safetyfm.tv, safetyfm.tv. It's a place to come out, hang out, and we get to play together. That's always a fun time. Anyways, I love you. Take care of yourself. You're always the best part of Safety FM. Disclaimer coming soon. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any 
any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.